Welcome to the Ty Odom Podcast. I'm your host, Ty Odom. I am a social worker who has always worked in the nonprofit sector. And along the way, I noticed that many people have the desire to help the community, but just didn't know how to get started. And that's where I come in. From volunteering to starting a nonprofit, this podcast will help you learn how to use your time, talent, and treasure to live out your dreams of helping others. Bi-weekly, I'll bring on a guest that I believe you will find helpful, inspiring, and whose journey can teach us about service. Rather, you're just getting started or you're an experienced leader. This inclusive philanthropy space will bring creative ideas, simple strategies, and resources to help you along your journey. Between our guest and my many years of experience, here we help you develop the confidence you need to tap into your inner philanthropist and unlock the immense power that we all have to serve. Thanks so much for tuning in and welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Ty Odom, the host of the United Philanthropy Podcast. And I have a really special guest in studio with me today. Mr. Lance Reed is the president of the Black Action Collective. It is an organization that was founded in... Fayetteville, Arkansas. I was going to say Northwest Arkansas, but I want to make sure I specifically say Fayetteville and we'll dive into that a little bit later. Uh, So Lance, thank you so very much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me on. Um, Thank you. Um, What an honor. I'm such a privilege to be here. So I think I um, do want to know what your official title is and if you'll tell us a little bit about the Black Action Collective um, so that as our listeners kind of join in, we'll be able to know exactly what it is you do um, in this current role that you have? Okay. Um, My name is Lance Reed. I'm the president and CEO of the Black Action Collective. Um, The Black Action Collective is a nonprofit organization here in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Um, but we really are advancing racial equity um, and social justice issues um, for African-American families, but also um, really working to with a multicultural collective of individuals to undermine white supremacy as well. So um, we really look at programs and services that really um, intersect and cross-sect a lot of different um, angles to advance and fulfill that mission. Awesome. So I think listening to that was definitely a lot to unpack in terms of um, how you all are attacking an issue that is so rooted in who we are in the U.S., so rooted in many of the things that we would be like, why is this even debatable? Like, right, right, wrong, wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't know where we differ so far on this. So I commend you for attacking this in a way that um, people can one learn, and then they also have resources and access to resources. So I don't believe anyone jumps into something just, you know, I wake up and I'm the president, you know, president means you've been doing some work before now, right? President means that you have been probably grassroots in it for a long time. So tell us a little bit about some of the work you've done before Black Action Collective. um, So that as we get to know you over the next couple of minutes, it's more about how this all works together, because I'm a firm believer that sometimes the position that we're in is is literally what people look at. They don't 
don't look at maybe the smaller jobs that you've had. They don't look at the the volunteer opportunities you had to have. Um, so tell us a little bit about before you became the president and CEO, who was Lance and what some of the work that you've done. So I I, I would tell any um, individual um, coming up any or trying to be a leader, um, it starts with your volunteer and, and what you give your time and your treasure um, with. And so um, I'm a firm believer of giving my talent and lending my talent and, and time um, to positive, um, positive causes. And so, um, oh gosh, for about 10 years now, um, you know, it started out um, as a volunteer role, um, working on grassroots um, political campaigns, um, volunteering um, my time. Um, and then um, it started working with this organization, um, volunteering, um, mm -hmm. giving my time and um, over the course of um, the volunteer um, career, the work started to expand. And so, um, however, I was at the time working um, at that time I was working at DHS and then I switched from the social service sector to went to corporate America because I thought I went to um, Walmart and so I started working in HR um, but everything that I did um, whether it was my work or career goal or what I was doing in the community it was always um, leaning off of each other so mm -hmm. it was always whether helping um, someone get a career or advance their career, or if it was working on um, advocating for a political cause or um, Black Lives Matter, it was being on the front line, being a voice um, for the community and um, sort of it just yeah. continued to happen and be one of those voices and I never did consider myself a leader um at all I just was just you know speaking up about you know what I had even I lived what I've heard about from friends what I've read what I saw growing up around me um mm -hmm. so I was just using all of the different um who I am where I come from um my background, my education, my experiences, and just really just putting it all together um, to uplift my community. Because at the end of the day, in my mind, um, I always had the mindset of I'm going to the University of Arkansas um, <laughs> to learn how I can impact my community. Mm -hmm. um, and so taking back what those skills and how I can make sure that the um, the bottom is lifted up. And so it, I'm I'm only as great as the rest of the, my community. So it was all, I've always um, had that in my mind. And but I never did see myself in this position gotcha. or this organization even um, happening. Um, but it became its own independent organization, um, something that was really daring and um, brave of us to even try it out during a pandemic. And so, like, yeah. <laughs> right, so, right, right, right. Yeah. So I saw that as I was doing some research on the organization, you, you hit on a couple of things, which was one, um, 
you went to school with the intent of learning how to help your community. So I am by, you know, education, a social worker. So my degrees are in social work and I'd always had help in some form. I'd always had really great teachers, really great coaches, just really great community. I'm from a very small place. What's up, Williston, South Carolina? We have two stoplights and it was just, I couldn't become anything without the village of people that supported me. So although when I went to school, I wasn't thinking I want to be a social worker and I want to help people. I've always had a helping spirit. I just didn't know that I could spend the rest of my life doing that. And so um, when you said that, I was like, oh my God, it's like my journey. And I did politics and I've done campaigns. And so a lot of times I feel that there are situations where people just build on the skills. And you build on what your heart's like real core value is and it's serving people. So that's what I heard in your story, which is I wanted to be a servant. I learned how to do that. I did that and opportunities came to me. So that's one of the things that I took away from that space. And you're right, 2020 for you guys to say, hey, we're going to you know, become this organization because it started with Councilman DeAndre Jones and another young lady. I think it was a lady. I can't recall her name from the website. Miss Patty Patty Williams. Williams. Thank you. And so it was more of a group of people who had an idea and they were doing the work since 2014, I think. 2014, they were doing the work. They started out Black History Month, mm-hmm. um, just raising awareness about um, Black Lives Matter issues and then um, racial equity work and ally building um, started happening. And then we started offering programs and services, um, mm-hmm. giving in, uh, to the community, um, trying to respond to needs that we saw that um, would be practical issues um mm-hmm. and but we're solving for challenging situations that um the the majority wouldn't think or it might not be an issue that would be causing a setback for them but however for african americans who's already live in systemic racism and institutional racism those um navigating those um intersects can be quite challenging and so um starting to just create programs that um, interrupt um, mm. different um, different intersects and different points and pathways of individuals' lives is what we try to do. And so that's what um, really the organization has with, with our programs and services, um, how we impact things. We really try to offer um, a framework and a space for individuals that have a variety of mm-hmm. um, issues to be impacted right. um, or learn or be educated or um, just hang out or right. you know it's it's, it's a it's um, it's so layered yeah it's it's a layer it's, so it's a layered of, of, of different things because the african-american experience is a layered experience yeah um, because the experience of blackness is um, systemic racism looks totally different um, because black people are not monolithic. And so, um, you know, making sure that we offer a space for blackness um, that all the whole spectrum and the whole community of blackness can show up and be present and and seen, heard and represented. And so, um, you know, it's a 
it's I I consider it kind of like a a black student union in the community. Oh, um, that's a good point. So, so for yeah. anyone who did not go to an HBCU, <laughs> you would probably have black student unions, right? Yeah. Um, versus I have an HBCU experience, and so there. I mean, I don't need a black student union. I have a black student body. Um, and I love the fact that you said we're not monolithic in our experiences, and so I think as I am even a transplant to Northwest Arkansas. Like I said, I'm from South Carolina, so I'm from the South. Um, but I also moved here from Athens, Georgia. My experience in Blackness and, and being so close to Atlanta, when I moved here, it was almost like, oh my goodness it was such a culture shock for me and I was like I didn't I, I mean I didn't know what to expect when I moved here but I also didn't expect there to be such a very small African-American population here so literally I would say and you correct me if I'm wrong I would say there is one quote-unquote big black church here would you say that or would you say there's more than one because I I immediately that is that that would be accurate yeah um, there's only one um, so that tells you guys kind of yeah, what we're dealing and, with here and I think that's um, a by yeah it, that's a it's a number of different reasons um i Northwest Arkansas, Fayetteville's in North, Northwest Arkansas part of the state. So yes. it's, it's kind of unique in that sense of the nearest, well, I mean, Fort Smith have a, a black center population, but Little Rock is two and a half hours mm -hmm. away. So um, the separation of historically where Fayetteville was positioned in the hills, um, you know, African-Americans, you know, it, it, the settling was not um, as far, you know, west and as, as up northward um, yeah. here. Um, the black population, um, there was some presence here with historically, you know, outside of the university, um, it, but it was still small. Um, it was still small. The university, um, the African-American population um, started to increase. Um, and so the corporations started to recruit and retain some of the, the African-American mm -hmm. students that came, but they started to recruit. And then Walmart. Um, Walmart, let's talk about you know, that. You know, Walmart, the home of Walmart. Walmart is, you know, became Walmart. And right. so you know, everything that transpires out of a whole um, retail sector and industry that has been created um, just out of a, a an experience. And so mm -hmm. um, the African-Americans that do come here and do, uh, you know, it's a, a variety of different um, individuals. So you want to have a space and a culture um, that, and create a community. Um, and so that's really another thing about Fayetteville is the uniqueness about Northwest Arkansas mm -hmm. is that it's this canvas to create a um, a cultural experience mm -hmm. like no other. Um, it's a, a, a an opportunity for new generations of African-American leaders to look at um, and reflect on what we have came from but where where do we want to see the future um how can we you know bring um collective minds to 
shape and um, impact our community because of what we've seen. Like, okay, we know this is not working. Like, right. we have been trying this education, like certain things. We see this issue, like redlining. Like, you know, what are we gonna do? You know, to start solving solving from some of these these issues. Um, we have that opportunity, um, but it's it, it takes having an organization where um the community um can really um really play off of that and not saying that there hasn't been organizations out there that's been fighting a good fight the NAACP and the Urban League and um there has been movement the the civil rights movement social justice movement uh, you know so um and we just play and complement um, the right. work of those individuals and collaborate. Um, I'm a member of NAACP, um, you know, Urban League Young Professionals. And so we want to, you know, it takes all of these organizations doing their part, um, but having a space where um, all of those organizations can right. come and then come. So that's how the Black Student Union was. So you, you had all the other organizations, but they still could come and collaborate in a space, um, in a in an atmosphere where they could call their own, um, that they all could be represented. I mean, so that's really, it's just making sure like, you know, hey, um, we're trying to create this, you know, cultural space where the African-American experience, um, no matter what religion, church, LGBTQ, um, you know, whatever faith that you're, you know, just. This is it. This this is is a space. This is space, you Um, know. And I think even, too, starting in 2020, realizing how important it was for safe space in that moment, um, how important it is for the entire spectrum of what that experience can be can have a place to feel safe to communicate to desire to bring people on um, the desire to to say hey what are we doing right now and what needs to be done to get that to get that going so I think one of the things that I have seen you all do is say we don't want to do the work by ourselves we want to do the work in collaboration with we want to do the work with organizations that have existed for a long time. We want to do the work with people that want to learn about the experience. And so that has been really, really commendable for me to watch as you guys have done that because I have a picture of my son and it's from your event that you all were at and it was called Fayetteville in Living Color. Um, and it was a beautiful event. And my son is there with his friend and she's a little white girl. And um, behind them is a mural that says the children are watching. And that picture in itself to me was like, if I am a part of doing work now, what will my son's experience be? What will her experience be? And then will we be proud of what we've done right now and what we're pouring into them? Um, Because one of my things is my son is an adorable six-year-old. I'm sorry, seven at this point. He will one day be six-something, 300-and-something pounds, And will I have done the work so that that same person is viewed the same way that he is now? Or will there have been no work done and my son is still, you know, a threat? He's dangerous. He, you know, I don't know how he's going to wear his hair. I don't want to be, you know, if he wears a hoodie, if he starts to like, you know, a certain type of clothing. Um, And so I want to be a part of doing the work so that when 
he is yeah. out of my sight yeah. 12, 13 hours a day going to school, driving. And so that's what I think of when I think of organizations like yours that are doing this particular space and type of work. Um, and so you do this work. And like you say, you partner, you collaborate, you have these programs and what will you say has been like one of your greatest achievements between 2020 and now and seeing the work and seeing the progress of what it takes um, or seeing people actually say, you know what, I may not be as informed as I thought I was, or I may have personal biases that I haven't addressed. And so even for me, I'm like, oh, I think that sometimes about certain things. And so what does that look like? And where does that thought come from? Where does that feeling come from? So have you experienced a lot of that? Because in 2020, no story. We had just moved to Fayetteville, mm -hmm. like didn't know anybody. And we had people who like really just wanted to talk to us about being black. And and they were like, well, I have black friends because I'm from, you know, a certain city. And we were like, oh, OK, you know, um, and then what happens, right? Because yeah, you have yeah. those those situations. So what would you say? I feel like I asked you 10 questions at that one time, but what has been one of the biggest things you've seen progress in in the movement? And how do you help people who are now attacking their own personal yeah. thoughts and feelings? So I think um, it's kind of, you know, what I've seen the progress is um, people are it goes back to this this point where we have to be a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. And so there was this post-civil rights movement um, where African-Americans became fatigued, which rightfully so, um, for 100 years, fighting 400 years of oppression is fatiguing um, and is going to require generation after generation to continue mm -hmm. to... Um, see how they fit into the puzzle, um, right. taking their talents and skills um, into the puzzle. And I think that's where we're at now is we're finding, a, mobilizing a group of social justice advocates that are like starting to collaborate and collectively um, start to talk and, you know, mm -hmm. have real engaging um, issues. And so um, the exciting part, the I celebrate the willingness um, of individuals and the openness um, of individuals to want to do something, um, to want to um, do something about an issue that they have ignored um, for, like, because I want to be very unvarnished in truth because we know that this was still going on. Right. So it's it it it's either unconscious bias or no you just ignored it um and it uh, and because it didn't it wasn't impacting your situation and so right. when things are put in front of us we have to address an issue and so it started to have people question their level of because racism is a spectrum um and so i think people mm -hmm. need to understand there's levels of racism and so uh, there is because white people tend to get this well I'm, i didn't do i'm not as racist yeah you're not as racist as that person uh, yeah but there's still levels of bias so let's talk mm -hmm. about that levels of bias right now so you have to bring them back into reality um because they feel oh well uh, the conversation well i have a black friend 
okay, if I have, you have to start that conversation then because I have a black friend um, or, you know, trying to um, center it around, you have, it's not about you. Mm. It's not about you. It's about the actions of the system and your inactions on changing or voting on things or electing people that will disrupt and create a system in society that is level for everyone. But because you have privilege and you benefit from systems set in place, it's easier for you to ignore it and to go back um, when it's not the hot topic. So it's Mm. getting them to move into action okay. after these topics in in these cycles. So it's that's where we're at now, and that's okay. when you talk about your your son in the future is okay. So how many cycles we see that we're going to continue to go over and like oh yeah we you know support this, but you are still electing individuals that are voting for policies that continue to um, strip away. Uh, funding from school districts right. or not pay teachers adequately. Um, so it, it's a, it's, you know, or um, vote for elected officials that um, do fear mongering that says that they're out to get your jobs when it's not, no, if that was the case, then it, we wouldn't have unemployment the way it is or um, who's get who's applying for these jobs it's no one's it's a it's a game and so when you start to understand you know the the cycles of how they're trying to play the game the systemic structures you are able to fight the fight but um yeah so i think when you talk about the structure when you talk about the things that are in place one of these things is always going to be sometimes we're like i'm just one person i I don't know what i'm gonna do i I don't know how i'm gonna make a difference i don't know i don't know what is going to change and we get a we get frustrated as people because i remember feeling like, what am I, what am I doing? After my time on campaigns, I just thought, you know, am I educating people? Do they understand the process? Do they understand that this thing that we're wanting to do, until we get it in the right hands, until we get the right supporters, until we can get it passed, until we can, you know, get it from the house to this, it, it, it's a process. Yeah. And so I feel like there is a space for people where, we don't understand process or we don't understand that it can change. It can, it can, it change. can change. It can change. It will take some time. time. You got a podcast. So look where you have a whole podcast that is reaching a platform that listeners, millions of listeners can hear Mm-hmm. the opportunity of what is going on in the space and what is happening and how they can be a part and understanding it, it just takes one. So mm-hmm. if a million people are listening and that's, they see that, oh, I'm one person, imagine how an impact that happens. You have a million more people, you have... Mm-hmm. believing that they can change the system. Um, and so 
um, you hit on that point of if I'm one person, that's the false sense of um, that's what they want you to believe is mm-hmm. that one person can't change anything, but actually one person can because it can. it's one person's vote that right. could be the difference. Um, we're seeing the difference of the, the one or the lack of engagement. Um, it's getting individuals to see um, how everything in their life and intertwining with their cities and governments and um, job and being an active participant in in community is really, I think, um, where we're at. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's hard with 300 million people in the country. Um, So, you know. So for people who are saying, I don't know how to get involved. I don't know what to do. I want to learn or I haven't really touched base or I'm having that feeling of it's just me. And so um, I'm a little... I have a little bit of apathy right now. I don't, I don't believe in the system. I believe, you know, you're either on the left, you're on the right, you're in the middle. I don't know what to do because there are so many things going on and so many opinions. So what would you say to someone who has the desire to get involved in the type of work that you do, um, but just don't know where to start, just don't know what to do what would your what would you suggest for that person where do they start if they aren't in northwest arkansas and can't call us and get in touch with you are there any books that you would say hey touch on this book hey every state has x y and z what would you suggest for people in that situation um and you you hit on a keyword of desire. Um, you have to figure out what you're passionate about um, because there is a lot of different causes out there, even in the Black Lives Matter movement, in the social justice movement, there is a lot of different um, things that you can plug in and get involved mm-hmm. in. Um, so it starts off um, first about what do I, um, what really irks me is what is there if I could change though, if I had the power to do something, if it was a problem, what would those problems I would do to solve? Um, and then start from there and then start looking at organizations and causes in the community um, that, you know, kind it's kind of, yeah, 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 touch that. So, and so it's people, just like, you know, you'll touch that. And so then start attending those meetings, like join those associations, you know, Mm -hmm. um, volunteering, um, you know, just, you don't have to do, no one's saying that you have to go be leading the (laughs) protests with the bullhorn at the front of the line, like right right at the gate. Um, It's okay. Like it is so okay. Like it is so okay. I tell people it is so okay that if you, only can volunteer for 30 minutes you give the best 30 minutes on that like you that's fine give what you can um i think people um what happens is they go real hard and then they get burnt out and then Mm. um it's this cycle of they well did it work in this sense of failure because you know um they didn't because they tired themselves out Mm. and so um understanding that hey all the problems ain't gonna be solved uh, and we you know some of the stuff you know we're just talking and solutions some things it's like i tell people like i tell you know you know 
when I have interns, I'm like, just throw it on the wall and let it stick. Whatever sticks, Hey, let's see what sticks today. But I remember around 2020, around the marching, around all of the the unrest that we that we were all experiencing, I put up a Facebook post, and I'm, I don't even know when it's going to pop up, y'all, so I can't tell you what it, what it said for sure. But it said something to encourage people that, like, if you aren't a person who wants to go to a local march, if that's not your thing, it's okay if you're not marching. Um, that we need people to march, but we need people to fund the march. Mm. We need people to bring down some water and snacks for the march. We exactly. need people where if we are registering voters at the march, right. hey, yes. let me get you registered to vote, you know. Um, we need we attorneys need, because somebody might get arrested. Because exactly. you need people we need, who are, like, you have certain people that, oh, I'm a, I'll get arrested. Well, some people can't get arrested because they need their license. So you, mm-hmm. if there are different things that, you know, people have to figure out what part of the movement um, that you want to be a part of because you know I've I've been a part of various grassroots movements and been in various um, settings where um, leaders and organizers or you know activists can make people who are volunteering the time or not going as hard as they are going as hard like they're not doing as much for the movement um, because they're not doing it or um, doing it. That's okay. Like those people, you have to understand um, an empty wagon uh, makes a lot of noise. And so what I, (laughs) I, um, the old saying is, and so when you see a lot of um, individuals that are, you know, it's, it's a simple, um, simple, I've tried to, as I, as my leadership and how I've volunteered, and get, it's it's simple, um, and it's authentic, and you have to be genuine, mm-hmm. um, and so um, you don't have to be the loudest, um, nope. you don't have to be, um, you don't have to be the smartest, um, you don't have to know everything, um, you don't have to, um, you just have to be available. Yeah. So I think that is a good point, because one thing that we want everybody who listens to do is to unlock the magic of sharing their time, talent and treasure. So what I heard you say constantly is show up, like decide what you're passionate about, decide that thing or those things. And you don't necessarily have to do one thing forever. You don't have to like doing it for. 10 years it could be something that you're like you know what right now maybe this is what's tugging on my heart right now this is what I'm doing right now this is my space that I'm going to give my time my talent or my treasure and eventually it might change and that's okay yeah and I, I believe wholeheartedly and I ask people if this is what you can give me all I ask is that you give it to me in the spirit of excellence. That is all. That's it. If that it's all. 30 minutes, that is, that's fine. Give me the best Because I can do whatever you need me. I can give you something good in 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I do a lot of volunteering with uh, when I need people to come in. Um, and I am mindful that they showed up because they want to do some work mm. and they showed up because this is what they can give to me. Mm. And if it's literally, I've had people say, Hey, I can, I got 30 minutes mm. and I don't know how many jobs this person works. I don't know how tired this person is. I don't know how many children might be sitting at home waiting on dinner or spouse. Exactly. I don't know. But when you show up, I yeah. want to honor your yeah. time. Yeah. I want to honor the gift that you're giving yeah. me of your time. Yeah. 
and I want to, I'm going to put you to work. Yeah. So when I put out some, some CTAs for y'all know that it yeah. can be 30 minutes and you know, give me 15, 20 book bags in 30 minutes if that's what we're doing. Yeah. And I want you to go home feeling like you've contributed. Yeah. And I want you to go home feeling like we valued your time, valued your gift. And we've got some noise. I think we're good. Yeah. Um, so I, I do love that. So if people were wanting to, you know, I want to get involved with the Black Action Collective in, in Fayetteville. What's the way that someone right now could volunteer with you guys? Um, so we have some different initiatives um, that we have going on, um, which will have you know, Hydrate for Hope um, mm, yeah. is what we are doing right now. Um, currently um, partnering with the Seven Hills Homeless Center to help um, with bottled water. So um, we have that drive going on Um on our website, you can um, either drop off, donate bottles of water um, at Genesis Church Monday through Thursday from nine to three, um, mm -hmm. August first through August thirty first. Um, we have that initiative. That's one um, program and services. We have Crown of Hope, um, where we are um, raising awareness around African American women. Um, on the cancer journey um, and having culturally relevant wigs um, that represent them. Um, so we are partnering with Hair Couture to provide those wigs um, for those women um, in um, going through cancer, but we will have a walk um, okay. on October the 15th. Um, so individuals can sign up um, on our website and register their teams, um, you know, get their working and, and co-workers involved um we're really trying to um have a 5k walk um 1k walk whatever you want to do you can run walk um whatever floats your boat um I'm walking. Yeah, yeah i'm walking <laughs> as well um and so we'll have we are expecting um a great turnout for that so we um you can register for those um that activity we'll have a, a united against racism conference that's coming up in october um we'll be partnering with some different organizations um over the coming weeks um as we um round out the year mm -hmm. um, with our holiday um, holiday assistance programs or if it's our um, trunk or treat um, in October. Okay. Um, so we'll have some yeah, uh, different um, and then the school is about to start back and so we'll have the adopted school program where we are partnering with the Fayetteville Public Schools and making sure that um, teachers um, and students have, you know, school supplies and, you know, coats and just different things. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, it, so there's tons it, of stuff. If you are looking of activities and, you know, just email us and say, you know, how can you support this? And I'll let you know, this is what we need. Um, because there are families out there um, in our community are, you know, counting on these resources. Awesome. So what we'll do is we'll have all of his contact information down in the notes. We'll post it on social so you guys can get in contact uh, with Lance and the Black Action Collective, because what I heard him say at that level was there was a little bit of everything that you can do. If you got time, we got something for you to do. You got some treasure, a little bit of cash. You know, we could do that, too. Um, and then a talent. If there's something that you are really good at, if there's something that you want to share, um, they adopt a school. So I don't know how many of you have gone into a school lately, but kids are kind of cool these days when yeah. we let them yeah, yeah. you know just do their thing there's so many personalities so maybe you are an artist maybe mm -hmm. you are a coder maybe mm -hmm. you you know 
do anything and you're like you know what what, what would it be like to go into a school and share that to, to be within maybe you're a tattoo artist maybe you have a job that is so unconventional and you're thinking some kid is probably sitting in a classroom and that was you and if someone would have came to your school and shared that you can be and do anything make your own up sometime so I am excited about what you guys have over the next five or six months because I think it will give us an opportunity to one introduce the mission to a ton of people Mm -hmm. and the more people that know about the mission are the more people that may be attracted to serving with you and alongside you um i love crown of hope i went to the luncheon it was beautiful um it was a reminder that even in that need of someone who is facing cancer and they've lost their hair what does that look like to not have a wig that is your textured hair. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I just think those are small things that what you said was, it doesn't impact some people. So it's something they'll never think about. And I love my old neighbor. Hey, Kayla. And I remember she said she had never thought about having color band-aids before. Right. And it was like, oh, man, like now people are thinking about small things mm-hmm. that you may have never, ever thought about. Yeah. And so I think that's beautiful. And what you said was you celebrate the willingness the willingness is what really really changes things because when i get you to action when you come with willingness i can do anything yeah the once i i I just thought that was probably going to be what i i quote from you the most which is i celebrate the willingness the willingness to fight alongside me to learn alongside me to do the action alongside this cause so i thought that was really really beautiful um that there's not it's a i'm not even celebrating it's a humbling experience to um because at the end of the day, I believe this is ministry. Um, I mm. think that reconciling mankind um, to the restored state of of humanity, um, you have to break down structural walls and um, racism um, has been a, a divider um, in an institution um, with slavery and different things where um, there are are I believe people um that want racial healing mm-hmm. um and are are on their um you know eternities evading time and so they are wanting to wanting to reconcile and mm-hmm. wanting to they have some un un unanswered questions and some right. um because segregation um and the civil rights movement um it had individuals not knowing any knowing each other right so you had two a group of individuals living in in the country that had you know various um ideas and, and opinions and concepts about um each other um and so um there are some you know some some healing. on both sides yes on right? both sides like and exactly. i think that's the thing that, that, that's the thing that, that acknowledge that. that it's not a one-sided that i want everyone that you know um that racism impacted white people in a way that they didn't get to understand or get to learn the true um humanity of african-americans um they were um deprived of creativity they were deprived of learning they were it look how we've progressed as a country because of the diversity of mm-hmm. of collaboration um so when we think about 
how much time have we lost? How much, um, how much creativity have we um, lost because of isolation, um, right. like separate separatism, like segregating ourselves and, um, you know, living in our communities and, you know, in our thinking about just um, our own little community, how boring, um, you know, <laughs> and so like, and so we are seeing now more people are talking and it's like we are having conversation and culture and, you know, it doesn't have to. We we like the same music. Like it, it, it mm-hmm. can be as what is your movies that you like? Like mm-hmm. it's you know, just just small things. Because I things. find it um really interesting. Sometimes I'm like, I I I would sometimes make a reference to something. I'm like, do you even watch that on TV? Right? And I'm like, why would I think that this person didn't didn't watch it? Because they're because they're white. Like, well, or at, you at know, a point like, in time, but I... that at a point, well, it is because. But even how the media is shaped in America, I, I was watching a um, segment of, of the other day about the dark '90s, which is I I recommend any like that if you asked me earlier about what some of the things that I might recommend of watching the dark side of the '90s on the Vice um, mm-hmm. Channel Vice, um, where they're talking about the different um cultural experiences of the how um fox used african-american um shows in in how in which i growing up i did not i only watch black shows like Mm -hmm. so all of my shows that i watched because i watched martin i watched like every show and i was like everything like everything that they were talking about and i was like yeah that was on fox and then upn i was like yeah that was on upn and so i started i was like remembering and then i remember living single in friends Living single was before friends, but look who got these. So we, yeah. so I, you know, don't want to get yeah, and, the, and and like yeah. you said, there are so many layers and there are so many things because we can think of you know at this point, like I said, I, I might watch something too. And I'm like, do you watch that? Right, but it's it's a real question of do yeah, you watch cause that? Because I didn't watch Friends because right. I watched Living Single, and, and it so like on both like, sides, yeah, it's like. like you I know, and, but <laughs> like I, you know, I was aware of Friends. It just. Mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna watch. I, I don't think I want to watch, watch that. Right that. Yeah, because it, it just didn't have it, and even yeah, it's just. So yeah, it's yeah, small things. The small things. There are some things. I've had some recommendations, and I'm like, ooh, this is good, you know. And I hope that my recommendations were just as good. But yeah. we don't even realize how separate we are in a okay. lot of ways, and that's perfectly fine. That, that, that that's the, okay. Hey. The differences it's, that we share, sure. we still can be we cool. Can still we can like we can still and coexist and, and be in, in a community, um, and and that's okay. I think the I am unique and one of a kind. Um, and I, I that is something I always think about and rem, remember from um first grade. I don't know why I remember that from first grade, but it was okay. the teacher would always say what it was this tape that was y'all are unique and one of a kind. I was like. Yes, I am. Uh, and so that stuck with me of being an individual. Um, and so that's how I have, you know, I try to encourage people, bring your authentic self. Bring if it, if you, you don't know? bring your, I don't want any, if I I can't, if it, I want you to be you and be your real self. Um, and that's where we'll be able to um, 
grow and mm -hmm. um, make a difference. But if, you know, I can't, we can't change anything if, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a false sense of changing. So, right. you know, so that's where we're at. So I think that for me is what I'm hoping people do in their space of service, which is show up as yourself, mm -hmm. show up as your broken self, yeah. show up as your funny self, yeah. show up as your professional self, show up as the girl that was raised in a trailer on a dirt road self, show up in that in its wholeness because you will absolutely find that as you move forward and serve in different capacities, that every layer of yourself, that every version of yourself, mm -hmm. that every experience of yourself really has to be brought to that to address who you really are. To address because who you are. there are times where you can go to college and you can just become a whole new person and you Say live that. in this place and no one knows where you're from. You know, you've never taken anybody home and you're like, well, who is she? Who is he? It's like inventing yourself all over again and that's perfectly fine. But until you really, really deal with yourself mm -hmm. in that space, yeah. in every space... You are never going to be able to show up to something like, oh, the something as heavy as what you deal yeah. with. Yeah. Um, because you can show up to a shelter as your newly invented self and hand out food. Mm -hmm. But unless you show up to yourself as a little girl who may not have had a meal her whole, you know, on yeah. some days and her, yeah. you won't even feel what yes. that is for releasing or for or share or who yeah. it can inspire. Exactly. Um, and so that's my hope is that as we show up in these capacities, as we show up as brand new corporate American mm -hmm. you know, folks yeah. and yeah. that we show up in a way that in our hearts, mm -hmm. we're showing up naked. Yeah. We are showing up knowing why we show up mm -hmm. and we may not ever get to the point where we share why we're showing up but be honest with yourself you about why be. you're showing up you have to be just you won't get anything from you, it you have to be honest with with yourself you have mm -hmm. to be honest you have to be um okay with being a product of a 14 year old mother mm -hmm. you have to be okay with you know your father a broken relationship. Um, so you have to be able to stand in that truth, but also knowing that, oh, yeah, I was, you know, I lived in the projects, you know, growing up and um, been on, you know, food stamps and, and, and do, doing that. But I also have a master's degree. And so I understand the hardships. Mm -hmm. um, I understand how it it you know, where my next meal is coming from, um, you know, don't know where that is. So I so when I go out um, and working in the community, I understand I get it. And, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to feel bad. Like it's not an yeah, embarrassment. It's, it's not. not you're not a failure. It's, you know, you're experiencing life. Yeah. And, 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 and because this is what you this is the life of deck that you have been handed how are we going to navigate it mm -hmm. to get positive results and the results and outcomes that you want to see mm -hmm. and then start working towards that desired outcome? Yes. And it will, it will, it will happen. It but will. It has to be a desire and you have to be, show up and be available yeah. to work. And be available yeah. to work. So basically we are saying to you as the, whoever you are in this moment, you can still show up. 
whoever you are on your journey, you can still show up. Wherever you're at in your journey, you can still show up. If you have a willingness to show up, don't let anything about what you are not keep you from showing up for something that you're really passionate about because that will have you home, mm-hmm. not doing what you want to do. Your heart will still be aching to help and you just haven't given yourself the grace to do so. And I hope that anybody listening has felt encouraged that you literally could be doing the work of your heart and opportunities will come to you. You can be tackling really hard things and still finding a soft heart to serve. Yeah. That as you are opening space for conversations, you're opening space for learning, you're opening space for progression, that people will say, I want to be a part of that. And that people hear this story of someone who has said yes, to the call, yes to the service, yes to the giving, yes to the figuring it out because baby, everybody that says it, 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 it's not a, you know, it, it it's not all glitz and glamour. There are going to be a lot of, you know, you have to be okay. You be have okay. to be okay with figuring it out. You figuring have to really out. be okay with like, hey, like, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Like, <laughs> it's a day. I don't know how this day going to look, but I'm I'm hearing engage. I'm hearing engage. I'm going to show up. 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 And so in my showing up, in my being available, I can watch the manifestation unfold. And it's been... Uh-huh. It's been a it's been a marvelous and and a fulfilling and I get I joy, um, and I I have a passion of why I get up. I, I, you said be available. I think there is a church song that says, yeah, "Lord, I'm, I'm available, available to yeah. you." And so, um, every week I start my um week off with a song. Yeah. Like that's gonna be my intentional song of the week. It's something that I can. Milton Brunson, I believe that is. Okay. Yeah. Well, that might be something. Yeah, yeah, when I air this episode, yeah, 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 that might be my yeah, my my yeah, song of the uh, week. Yeah, but I, I, um, if, I'm, if my I'm gonna Gospel look it up. Is if I, I remember back in '95, I'm pretty sure I directed this in a yeah. Okay. Okay. So I um I do that. So I normally yeah. pick something, and everything that you said today was about willingness. It was about openness, and it was about being available. Um, even though it's a very very tough thing that you tackle every day. Thank you for the work you do. Um, thank you for encouraging us to do that type of work, to do the work of making sure that when my cute seven-year-old is 17, that there's been work and there's there, been progress done. Is, that is um, and that in the work and the progress being done, there are people who are like, I want to support that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to attach all of your socials, all of your info to the notes section of the podcast um, so that people can get in touch with you. I appreciate you. that. Um, I hope that people enjoyed our conversation. I hope that you left feeling like no matter where you are on the spectrum of the Black experience, um, where you are on the spectrum of what racism and bias is, that if you have been... Um, encouraged in any way to learn more that you will do so um and if you think about yourself and your life in a year five years ten years um 
where you want to be versus where you are is simply the work that you'll do on yourself. And it could be a little bit of work. It could be a lot of work. Um, but I'm so grateful to you, Lance, mm-hmm. for joining me. I'm so thankful to you all for listening. Uh, this has been Ty Odom and Lance Reed, and we appreciate you so very much. And uh, yeah, you guys go and do something great this week. Unlock your magic, share your time, talent, or treasure with someone this week. Have a good day, y'all. Bye. Yeah.